What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamAndBaseballFan.com. This is a long overdue podcast. Uh, uh, August has been extremely, extremely busy for me. And uh, I wanted to get on here on this episode and talk a little bit about what I've been doing and uh, hopefully help you provide some value to you as you listen to this um, going forward to keep your eyes open for what might be out there for you. So um, I'll go ahead and start off. Um, yeah, the whole month of August was absolutely insane. Um, the two big things I'm going to talk about are just as probably what I think I'm going to title this podcast. I bought out not one Jose Canseco Super Collector, but two Jose Canseco Super Collectors. And guys, like I am just having the time of my life. So I'll tell you a little bit about uh how everything came about. So I was uh, actually about to hop in the shower. I checked Facebook and um, uh, before I did, and I noticed that somebody who's actually a friend of mine, Matt, um, he posted something saying, hey guys, I think I'm out. I'm gonna go ahead and sell my collection. And so I'll start to try to sell it in one shot. Um, if that doesn't work, then I'll start breaking it out. And so it was sizable it was a it was a very sizable collection he's been at it since like 2016 2017 he's been hitting it hard and um you know he dropped uh, several thousand dollars with me uh when i was selling out in 2018 so uh i was just excited because i knew that he had a handful of my old cards that i wanted back desperately <laughs> I, I just wanted them back so bad there's like an 89 score uh uh, prototype, uh, I'm sorry, a dealer sample promo, I think is what it's called, a uh, 97 SPX grand finale and 98 Donruss prized uh, collections, uh, preferred prize collections. And uh, there was also a nice solid run of almost the entire rainbow of 2000 tech gold. They're all numbered to 10. So there are a handful of goodies in there that I knew that I wanted. Um, but, uh, I wrote him real quick. I was like, hey, Matt, like, can we talk? And he's like, yeah. So I give him a call and I'm like, dude, what's going on? Well, he starts saying, you know, well, yeah, it's uh, just kind of getting bored. You know, I'm doing some other things here and this doesn't bring me as much joy as it did. So I go, okay, well, uh, um, I can understand that. Um, you know, keep me posted on what you're doing. And just out of curiosity, what would you do for everything? And so take for everything. And so I don't think he was really... Um, uh, expecting anybody to be a major player and actually purchasing everything. Um, and I didn't even think about it, but that's just kind of my go-to is, uh, you know, as a guy that's been buying and selling cards, collections, dealer tables for the past 15 years or so, it's just kind of in my blood. And so I asked him and he's like, oh, you know, I don't know. And so we're going back and forth. And uh, within like a week or so, we came to a deal and I ended up picking up his entire Jose Canseco baseball card collection. I was really excited about that because what's funny is uh, as I was going through it, I uh, I noticed that not only did he have the handful of cards I mentioned I wanted, but there's also a number of them also that I probably wouldn't have thought of getting again had they not been in there. And so I... So I get these cards, there's like 75 pounds of Kinseiko cards in here, right? And so everything is in order, beautiful, clean, top-loaded, uh, just very nice, just 
packaged perfectly. Matt did a fantastic job of his collection. And uh, I mean, especially since he had been in it for, you know, three, four years or something. I mean, it's not like a, there's some lifers out there that, you know, that's all they've been doing, you know. And so Matt, Matt did a fantastic job. Uh, he targeted a lot of the older stuff um, from like 2006 and, and prior because he wasn't really too big into the, the newer glut of autographs and game use cards and serial number cards and so on and so forth, which, you know, it was good for me because that means that uh, I was able to make this purchase and, and stay in a target of, of what I like also because I, I prefer to um, prefer many cards prior to 2006 as well. Uh, so anyways, he, uh, the cards get here and I'm just pumped. I'm just excited. I'm going through all of them and just having the time of my life and going, oh man, I remember this card. I remember this card. Oh, I never thought I'd see that card again. And uh, And so clearly the 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 point of me purchasing this collection was to resell everything hopefully put a little bit of money in my pocket and keep the cards that i like uh as you know a little you know bit of a you know for my collection and uh, i've called it you know this many times before it's a cardboard alchemy is what i call it it's the game that i play where i buy a collection i sell everything for profit but i keep some of the best things uh for free and so it's different though, guys, like it's really different when it comes to you purchasing a collection of a guy that you collect already, because this, you know, this opportunity just doesn't really arise ever. I mean, <laughs> you know, I've, I've not really uh, experienced many people selling out before in the past. Like when I first got into this, I had a couple guys that were selling out some things and that sort of deal, but, uh, but not the big, big, big guys. Uh, a few of the first guys, but not the big guys. And so, or at the very least, not the guys that, uh, you know, it was after they had sold a lot of their big things. So this is this is a new territory for me to kind of navigate. What do I want to sell? What do I want to keep? Um, were there any regrets in 2018 when I sold out uh, as to what I wish I could keep? And it's like, well, this is my second chance. Uh, well, so I got pretty excited about the selling aspect. And I sold a lot of it, actually sold pretty quickly, um, which is good, um, which is very good. But uh, I actually uh, was able to keep a, a good handful of things. And and by the way, I'm writing an article about this, so I'm going to be showing, you know, large pictures of everything and go more into detail for all this and uh, just just having a blast doing this. So it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun if you want to check that out later. But uh, it probably will not be launched until next week at some point. But anyway... Uh, so, uh, we had that and it was just like, everything was like buttoned up perfectly. And, uh, I was able to quickly sell what I didn't want. I got a little money in my pocket for it and I kept a you know nice stack of cards for myself. And so many cards I thought I'd never see, see again. And, and some cards I've been actively chasing, which is great. So, um, on the heels of that, <laughs> this is kind of where things started getting really crazy. Um, I started talking to another friend of mine who's uh, now former super collector, Andrew. Uh, Andrew is completely opposite, by the way, of Matt. Uh, he's very secretive of his collection. Um, he has no website. Matt had a website showing everything, by the way. Completely different, like I said. And, uh, you know, he... he called me up and he's like, so listen, Tanner, I'm thinking about selling my collection. Uh, would you be interested? I was like, well, honestly, I don't think I'm going to be able to financially tackle that. I mean, I really don't. And he's like, yeah, I understand. He's like, I've got 
20 93 flange refractors. I've got, you know, 10, uh, 10 or more 91 elite series. One of them's a graded PSA 10 and, you know, just sold for, uh, one of them just sold for like over $1,300. And I go, yeah, <laughs> it's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to, but let's see. And so we start talking and he sends me like 75 pictures of things. I'm just like drooling, like, oh my gosh, this is incredible stuff. And, uh, so we actually end up making a deal. So if Matt's collection was amazing, then, you know, Andrew's would be considered maybe super amazing. Now I'll say this also, uh, because it's not to say anything against Matt's collection. It's just Andrew was in this for many, many, many more years than Matt was. Had Matt been in at the same amount of time, he would have had, you know, something just, uh, you know, similar, I bet. But anyways, like I said, everything was completely opposite. Uh, not everything was top loaded, not everything was in order. Uh, and there were also a ton of duplicates. And so, uh, what happened was, uh, you know, they finally came in, there's nearly 300 pounds of Jose Canseco cards. And to put this in perspective, uh, the collection weighed more than Jose Canseco himself. <laughs> so there were like seven massive boxes, I think 22 boxes total inside of those boxes of just cards 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 and more cards all kinds of game use cards all kinds of autograph cards um there are some cards that were just sleeved that were flare ultra platinums or you know there's a pmg in there and so like all kinds of just incredible incredible cards and so the funny thing was was as i was going through these i was thinking man there's a few that i just went through from matt's collection that i sold that i wish i didn't I feel like this is my third chance. So I was a little more conservative uh, on keeping a few more for myself, like the Pacifics, the low number Pacific cards and you know some of these other things. And I also decided for now, at least to hang on to some of the, the duplicates, like the 2093 finance refractors and you know a number of the 91 elites. And so there's a handful of different patch cards as well that he had many duplicates of. Uh, which was awesome, uh, you know, tops dynasties and prime patches and uh, trajectories. And I mean, just all kinds of, you know, SP game use, huh? all these cards that, you know, many of them collectors, uh, even super collectors would be lucky to have one of. And, you know, Andrew had collected many of them. There are a few cards out there that were numbered to 10 that he had uh, where he had like half the run. And so I always wondered why, uh, uh, <laughs> why these cards didn't, didn't pop up ever. Well, it turned out it's probably because Andrew was hoarding half the run. <laughs> so, uh, it was fun to see that. And so I've actually since moved a lot of his old cards as well. Um, I do actually have one very large lot for sale. Uh, if you want to take a look, I actually recorded it all. It's like over an hour long, um, at youtube.com forward slash tan man baseball fan. If you want to take a look at it. Um, it's got all kinds of errors and proofs and variations and uh, all sorts of things. I mean, it's just thousands of cards. So take a look at it. Let me know if you are curious or interested in that. I would love to move that to somebody that would really love them. Um, but uh, anyway, so all kinds of other cards, though, are, are just gone. I just sold. And so, uh, you know, kind of to, you know, to go forward with, you know, kind of telling you like how I moved some of them, how I decided to keep some, how, like what I did with others. And so there's a number of things that, uh, that, uh, can be done. And, uh, I feel like 
at some point, it'd be great if you, the listener, can go through this kind of experience. Because guys, let me tell you something. Like, This is one of the most exciting things I've ever done. Uh, it's like probably been the most exciting month I've had in, in baseball card collecting uh, for me personally. And uh, so, I mean, it's not every day. I mean, of course, it was kind of a, a luck situation when you have like two super collectors selling out and they sell out to you. Um, so, you know, that helps a lot. But the, the main thing is for you all is to be ready for this. So what that means a lot of times is, of course, you have to be financially ready to handle something like that. But you also have to put on your sales cap and start really looking into the collection that you might possibly purchase and see, okay, how much can I reasonably expect to, uh, you know, sell, you know, cards X, Y, and Z for, uh, or the, you know, collection or the big collection, sell X, Y, and Z, keep A, B, and C. And if there's a discrepancy there, am I comfortable with that? Uh, ideally, of course, you want to stay in the zone of selling everything you don't want for profit and being able to keep some that you want for your own collection. Thankfully, I was able to do that both in, in Matt and Andrew's collections there. So uh, very happy because, by the way, it's just a, it's also a testament to like how incredible both of these guys' collections are. I mean, they did such a fantastic job uh, in their collecting careers with uh, with Conseco cards. And just uh, I feel very blessed that uh, and very thankful, grateful that um, they allowed me to make the purchases uh, of their collections off of them. And uh, they're just just amazing cards. Um, but so anyways, as you get them, like, let's say you make this purchase of a collection, a super collection or multiple super collections. Uh, the next thing is going to be processing them. So like, what do you do? How do you sell these cards? The first thing, number one is to go through and to probably make, and I'm, I'm really kind of learning as I go as well. I mean, I've been doing this 15 years. I still have things to learn. I've still learned, I've even learned on, on these, you know, collections here over the past month. Uh, some easy lessons, some hard lessons, some good, some bad. Um, but so I would think like put cards in three piles. Number one, what you want to sell. Number two, what you want to keep. And number three, perhaps what you want to trade. And so some people might not understand what the difference would be between selling and trading. Uh, if it is a collection, a super collection that uh, you feel that you can use some pieces in there to trade other pieces from other super collectors that wouldn't otherwise sell, that's what you need to look at. And so thankfully I was able to do that already with a number of amazing cards. I've had uh, probably four or five cards I wouldn't have been able to touch otherwise. Uh, like I couldn't, I literally cannot uh, offer any amount of money to these people to get these other cards in my collection. Um, and so thanks to purchasing these uh, collections, there are a few cards that I really didn't care a whole lot about, but my, uh, you know, some other Conseco Super Collectors cared a lot about. And so uh, that's kind of, it, it, you know, it's a little bit of, a, of an art as it, as it is a uh, science to be able to understand what zone a certain card falls into. Is it a sell card? Is it a trade card? Um, so I've got a number of trade cards. I've got, uh, you know, I sold the number of the cards I wanted to already sell. Uh, and, uh, you know, I have a lot of cards to keep now, of course, I'm, 
I always second guess myself, guys. Like that's just kind of a a character flaw, I think, in me. Is that anytime I sell cards, like I I always second guess myself. Did I sell for too little? Uh, that seemed to have gone too fast. So you know, what do I do? Um, and so a lot of times, the way that I go about it is I do allow some people to uh, have first crack at it. So those that I think that would uh, be willing to uh, make a fairly large purchase, and uh, that way they have the field to themselves for a while. Uh, so what that means is you need to make your cards available. Uh, how I did it was I made, I took a bunch of pictures and uh, labeled them by box uh, in the fold, in the folders online. And I put them online onto my server. Uh, and you can do that anywhere with any image hosting company. So I had probably nearly a thousand game used and autograph cards, I think. Um, that, that I put up there. And so there are a few folks I allowed to go through and, you know, circle cards that they wanted, X out cards that they didn't want and, you know, go back and forth with, uh, with pricing and quotes. And, uh, it worked out really nicely. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to run downstairs. I had a bunch of commotion downstairs. Somebody's at the door uh, that I'd get, but anyways, don't remember exactly where I was, but, uh, but so yeah, I do have a couple of folks, um, from time to time, look through the collection first and go back and forth with them. Make sure that they can get what they want. And uh, that that might, you know, that might, that link might go to, uh, you know, three, four, five, six, seven people uh, when all is said and done. That way everything's picked through for the people that are willing to spend the most uh, that you know of at least. And then uh, after that, um, you know, try to sell everything else in a lot or make uh, smaller lots, put them on eBay, put them on Facebook. Uh, that's what I've done in the past and that's why I did here. It seemed to work out pretty well. Um, the, the trick is, of course, it just really kind of depends on how you sell. Now, to maximize my profit, the best way it could have been for me to, to go forward would be to have taken every single card, pictured everything, and then posted every single card for sale on eBay with a slightly high uh, buy it now price, uh, but accept offers. And, uh, you know, so I don't really do that. I rarely sell a whole lot of things on eBay. Um, what I do is I normally go through people that I know are collectors already put on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, so on and so forth. And, uh, I know some resellers and I, I sell to them fairly regularly as well. Um, and a lot of times what I'll do is, um, when I'm selling it a lot, of course, just this is kind of to let you know what to expect as well is, is I try to look through the eyes of the reseller and see what they could reasonably expect. So for example, um, if there's a lot that I feel like I can get $8,000 for on eBay total, um, and, uh, you know, I need to, you know, look at a number of things. Number one um, how much will fees uh, and shipping, that sort of thing be? So you, know, you can expect reasonably there to be 13%. So if that's uh, from $8,000, that's um, you know, it's probably going to be close to $1,000 right there. So you're not expecting to get $8,000. You're expecting to get $7,000 at that point. Uh, if you have 800 cards and you're trying to sell them one at a time, then it's going to be a long time. Uh, for you to uh, take a picture of every single card and list it and uh, field offers, then 
uh, go back and forth, you know, best offer that sort of thing, then accept and then wait for them to pay, print shipping. And so, uh, you know, for me personally, um, if I can get five or six thousand dollars out of something that I could net seven thousand out of or eight thousand even sometimes, um, that's going to be a deal that I take a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So that way, a reseller, a dealer that's okay with listing all these cards. Uh, can make a few thousand dollars, um, and uh, I can you know walk away from everything as like one total, um, which works out really nicely because then I can go on to the next deal, uh, and that actually worked out great for uh, you know many many collections I've bought in the past uh, where uh, it kind of helps me to be ready a lot sooner. Now if I went into Andrew's collection for example. Um, after purchasing Matt's collection and having decided, okay, I'm just going to sell everything one at a time, you know, that probably would have been a tougher pill to swallow um, as far as making a purchase like that. Because, you know, having two massive purchases like that one in a row is a pretty big hit to the wallet. So, um, you know, it allows you to start over again quicker. Uh, but again, like I said, I second guess myself quite a bit. So I always wonder, I saw that for too cheap. I don't know, you know, so you always got to, you know, be careful with that, of course. But uh, the main thing, the next main thing that I wanted to um, tell you about is if you're doing something like this, like take a hard look at some of these cards, make sure that you don't sell something that you'll regret later. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of notorious uh, for trying to get cards back that I just sold or trade. I mean, I've got a handful of cards that I've, uh, that I've left my collection. They've come back. I sent them back out and they've come back in, um, you know, a number of times over and over again. And so, uh, a buddy of mine, Curtis, he's, he's a Conseco super collector. He's got one of the most impressive Conseco collections out there. Uh, he's a reseller as well. And so he's really, he's really good at this stuff at, at moving cards. And so he's actually, the guy that bought the vast majority of the rest of my, my collection um, at the end of 2018, if I remember correctly. And so, uh, you know, it's funny because what happened was um, I purchased, uh, when I got Matt's collection, I sold uh, them off in little lots and one at a time here and there. Um, and so a good friend of mine, John, who's another Kinseco collector, uh, he purchased a, uh, a lot uh, to resell. And so there's a 2003 Donruss Classics, Jose Canseco serial numbered to 15. It's autographed and real nice card. I didn't really think about it too much. I just was in the mode of, okay, let's, you know, see if we can turn a profit with this thing and keep some cards I want for free. And so I didn't really pay much attention on this resale lot. I just sent it out and then I go, huh, oh, well, it's fine. Uh, so I didn't really think about it all that much. So Andrew's collection comes in. He also has a 2003 Donner's Classics uh, card that's numbered to 15. It's autographed. It's pretty funny when you get these like amazing cards that you see duplicates of that a lot of people won't even see one of in their entire life. Uh, I didn't think about it again. I just sold it. <laughs> I just sold it off. And then I go, I remember going to bed one night going, dang it. Why did I not keep one of those? I can't believe it. So I look up and, uh, you know, my buddy, John, he had already sold, uh, his classics card that was in the resale lot that I sold to him, uh, to Curtis. And so <laughs> I reached out to Curtis. And I was like, Hey Curtis, um, 
So I actually think I'd like to get that card back. So can we do a trade? And he goes, yeah, you need to, he said, uh, you know, Tanner, you need to figure out what you want to keep at the beginning. But, you know, listen, guys, like, that's not how I roll, obviously. And that's not how things are fun for me, I guess. I like doing everything the hard way. So, uh, so I had these cards like ping pong all over America. Uh, that one, especially the 2003 Donners classics, Jose Canseco number to 15 that's autographed, beautiful blue card. Uh, went all over America inside of like a week and came back here. <laughs> it's like just this glorious boomerang effect, which is really great. Um, so anyways, I sell a bunch of other cards uh, uh, to Curtis later. And right after I sell them, right after I sell them, I'm like, hey man, will you take X amount of dollars for this and this card? <laughs> they didn't even leave anywhere. They're just in my office. So literally uh, it was me pulling the cards out from Curtis's uh, uh, box that I was going to ship out to go back into my collection. And so, and you know, you can't really blame me too much, but, uh, but a lot of, a lot of this goes, uh, a lot of this is just because, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes you, you have like inspiration that comes to you for like some card to do something with or whatever, and it hits you. Uh, you know, after you make a deal for some reason, like that deal has to happen before it actually uh, works out in your brain. But um, it's like uh, you being on the phone with somebody that you've been on tech support with forever. And they have any, they ask if you have any questions and um, you don't until you hang up and then you've got a hundred questions for them. But uh, that's kind of like with me with these cards. So anyways, I've, I've been having fun. Like my office guys, like it was like a mini, baseball card shop with nothing but Canseco cards. Like it made me feel uh, like it was 2014 to 2018. And again, like when I actually had all my stuff, that's how it felt. And interestingly enough, like uh, Andrew had purchased thousands of dollars of cards uh, from me as well. Uh, so like a lot of those cards came back to me in my collection. So um, that was so fun. It's so fun. Like I've got, uh, cards all over my desk and I'm taking pictures and just having a blast. And, um, I've got a number of like my project right now is actually taking pictures of cards that, um, I'd like to propose a few trades to for some other, uh, super collector friends. So, um, it's been fun and there's, there's a way to go about this guys. Like that's what I'm trying to hope to be able to add value to, to you while they're listening to this, uh, you know, in, in thinking that if somebody's selling their collection, you know, maybe really, uh, consider it perhaps, you know, obviously you don't want to make a bad purchase, but maybe there's a slam dunk out there that, you know, all you have to do is just be open to. And sometimes there are people that have collections out there that they don't even know they want to sell. They don't even think about it until, uh, an offer is made, you know, so, so that's, uh, that's something else I've learned. So, uh, there are a number of things that you could do, um, in this kind of situation. But, um, anyways, the fun thing is, is the more cards that you have, the more things that you can do, the more flexibility that you have, you can sell them. You can trade them for other cards that you might have had your eye on that other collectors wouldn't have otherwise ever have traded away in a million years. Uh, you can keep some. And, um, obviously for me, I love taking pictures of them. I've actually, uh, got the hankering for, you know, being able to, um, tell my story through, uh, through articles and, um, show pictures of duplicates. I've never had an interest in duplicates before, but then I see these, uh, these 20, uh, 
or so, 93 finest refractors, like nearly 10% of the entire print run in one spot. And I think, huh, man, one 93 finest refractor is great, but like 20 is amazing. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so guys, stay tuned for an article that I will be posting with all kinds of big pictures of the new collections um, that have been merged into mine. And uh, it's there, that article is going to be posted at tmnbaseballfan.com as well as probably all of the forums and uh you know also like i said youtube.com forward slash tanman baseball fan check out the latest uh lot that i have for sale of uh thousands of kinseiko cards um i think it's gonna make somebody really really happy it's just the a matter of you sticking through the whole hour long video that i did it's got a lot of stuff in there so um, anyways, let me know if you guys have any questions on anything on the collection or if you have any questions about uh, selling your collection, perhaps, or buying a collection. I am more than happy to help. So uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, have a fantastic day.